it's not every day that you get to uh, interview a young upcoming star in the world of football um, who's also left our international shores to come into Europe to play football. But it's even rare when the person is actually from South Africa, number one. Number two, from Natal. Number three, from Peter Marisburg. And number four, from Woodlands, where I'm from. Mr. Ryan Moon, <laughs> good afternoon. How are you? Afternoon, man. Thanks for having me. Nice no. introduction. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's so rare, honestly, to talk to people from not your town, your neighborhood, you know. No, true, true. <laughs> so, Ryan, no, you. where in the world are you? Tell us, what are you doing? Where are you? So, I'm currently in Sweden, in a small, beautiful place, a town called Varberg. Actually, very, it's very, it reminds me a lot of Woodlands, to be honest. It's a very small community. Everybody knows everything. <laughs> but uh, everybody's friendly, so it, it's nice. I've, I've been enjoying it so far. Ryan, as you said, you're in Sweden at the moment at Varberg Boys, um, a European team that you've moved to from a giant in South Africa, from Kaiser Chiefs then to Stellenbosch. Tell me, how are things going out in the southwest of Sweden? So far, it's been great. Eh? I must be honest. I think uh, the Lord's blessed me uh, with this opportunity, and I'm forever grateful. Um, I think I hit, the, I hit the ground running. I think I understood what the coach wants. I think Joachim, Joachim Person is, is, is the coach that, you know, when he, when he tells you what he, what he wants from you, you know, you've got you to gotta execute it. You know, it's not a, he's a very, he's a stern, he's a stern coach. Uh, but it's been good to work under him because it's also nice to, to work under a coach that knows that knows what he wants. He knows this is what I want for me. I want you to do this. I want you to get this done. Um, so it's been good. I think it's helped that, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but there's four other South Africans that are also in the team. So I have four other South Africans that are in uh, the same team as me. Uh, three from Cape Town, one from Joburg. So it's made the transition very easy for me because we always, we're talking our language in, in, in training, we're talking Afrikaans or we're talking slang. Or, so to that, to that extent, it's, 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 it's helped a lot. Uh, like I said, the people are very friendly this side. Um, whenever I needed help, I've got one, one man, uh, his name is Pele. He's always ready to help me. He's always calling me to make sure I'm comfortable. The club itself has been good. And, and that's, I think that's just gone forward into my game and I think you can see that in my game so far. You know, I've managed to get a couple of goals and assists. So you can see it. I think it's always important as a footballer when you're happy outside the field, it shows on the field. And you know when you've got good coaching staff, like I say, that's supporting you and uh, everybody around you, it, it helps, you know. So like I say, so far, it's been a great experience for me. So you spoke about settling in. And it looks like you've settled very well. You've got four goals in 14 appearances, which is possibly your most prolific to date. Um, what position are you actually playing in that you are actually hitting the back of the net so often? So, so it's crazy, with, especially with Joachim. With Joachim, if, if you're an attacker, you've got to be able to play in all front three, whether you're playing up front on number nine or you're playing on the right as like a, as a, like a second striker or a 10. So he obviously he obviously always mixes and mixes his formations a lot. So my positions have always have been striker, number ten on the right, on the left. So it's it's always out of those three that that's basically been my position. It's been striker, number ten on the right, number ten on the left. So like I said, it just depends on on the team we're playing on what he wants. You know, if he wants a big target man and he plays the other the other big boy, the tall guy who's two meters tall, 
and then we work off him if he wants, you know, if he wants speed, then it's me and a couple other guys are playing down the middle. So like I say, it just depends on what the coach wants. And it depends on on the team we're playing, on the formation. And it just boils down to you execute, executing the plan. If that's what he wants from you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say, coach, I don't wanna play in that position. I wanna play, I'm a footballer, I wanna play, I wanna enjoy my game. So so that's been cool. I think that's helped me as well. Uh, so with as uh, my journey this the side. So to, to answer your question, I've scored uh, down the middle, I scored two, and on the sides, I think I scored one on, one on each. Mm. So it's kind of a bit of both from everywhere. Well, listen, long, that, long may the purple patch continue, you know. The more you keep hitting the back of the net, that just brings you other type of attention. But how did this move come about? You were playing at so, Kaiser Chiefs, then you moved to Stellenbosch, played a lot of games. How did this move to Sweden originate? So my agent in South Africa is Mauricio Sefume, and uh, he got contacted by an agent in, in, I think it's in the UK, actually, Michael Hughes. And uh, he said, look, there's a possibility of me, of a team in, in Sweden that, that, wants to, that wants me to come over. And this was during COVID time, so it was... In the beginning, when I first heard of it, I was obviously a bit excited, but I knew that because of COVID, COVID might hinder the process of me actually going over. Um, but I think COVID actually helped the process uh, of me going over because it made things a little bit quicker when it was time for me to, to, move, to move abroad. So they got in touch with Michael Hughes and Michael Hughes then got in touch with Moody um, Sefume, who was my agent. And then that's how it kind of worked out. Um, that they just from then they were obviously saw my video clips. Uh, there's been a couple of clips that I have, and uh, the club had seen it. They were happy with it, and uh, I think from then it was just negotiations. And then next thing I was on a plane heading to um, Sweden. So you get you land in Sweden, obviously coming from beautiful Cape Town. Firstly, Stellenbosch, for goodness' sake, what a beautiful place to live, mate. Honestly. Come on. I love it. I remember when, when we used to play, and my goodness, when I was playing, I was playing at Manning Rangers. That was years ago. And uh, we used to travel to Cape Town. It was the best trip for us, Cape Town. The best trip. Yeah. Um, no, now you come to the small town, as I said, in the southwest of Sweden. How are you settling in outside of football? Outside of football, I think it's been amazing because, excuse me, so, this, so, so where I live, I actually, I'm on the coast, so I have a beach, so I have a beach, so everybody, so I actually also came just when, just when, when, when winter was ending, we were going into summer, so our town was kind of the attraction, our town was the attraction, everybody wanted to come to Barber during, during the summer, uh, um, so I had the beach 24-7, the sun goes down 11 o'clock, so I was at the beach at 9 o'clock. Sometimes I check the time, it's 10 o'clock, me and the guys, we're playing football, we're relaxing on the beach. We look again, it's 10 o'clock, we have to get back home because we are training the next day. So from that, and then I also stay, I stay an hour outside of Gothenburg, which is also a big city in, in Sweden. And Gothenburg is, is a, it's a beautiful city. I really love it. Whenever I'm off, I'm always going there to either cut my hair in Gothenburg or we go to the amusement park. So there's, there's just so many things to do in Gothenburg. And because of the way the systems work, the transportation works, you get on a train 40 minutes in Gothenburg. You have a good time in Gothenburg, get on a train, come back home. Um, so outside of it, I've actually, like I said, I've been enjoying it. Um, the people are very friendly. 
and it's, it's, there's things to do in uh, Warburg, like I said, with the beach. I love playing golf, so I'm playing golf. I was, I think it was the first time in my life I teed off at nine o'clock. I played a, I played a nine out. <laughs> I teed off at nine o'clock at night <laughs> and finished it, <laughs> finished it half past 11. I was video calling, I think I, I think I video called everybody back home, showing them I'm on a golf course at about 11 o'clock. So I've had some, I've had fun. I'm just not looking forward to the winter now. <laughs> Well, uh, you'll know all about it when it comes. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell. You. So, listen, Ryan. Let's go back to the start here. How did this kick off? Because, as I said, we're from the same neighborhood. Very limited exposure in Woodlands. Very limited exposure. How did your football journey kick off? Go from there. So, 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 like you said, I think it's. I think you know very well that there's, there's not many opportunities in Peter Marisburg. I think, and in Woodlands, I think if you want to make it in football, you kind of got to move to Joburg, maybe Durban or Cape Town. Those are like the three places where you get exposure because you have your Ajax, you have your Sundowns Chiefs, those in the developments that you're there. So, but I mean, for me, when I was young, I was never only in football. I think my dad, my dad always encouraged us to play all sports. So I was, I was a team in cricket, rugby, hockey, soccer, swimming, so I played all of those sports up until I was, I think, about 15, until I was about 15 years old, 14 years old. And that's when my dad said, look, you've got to kind of, you got to kind of decide what sport you're going to take serious. And that's the sport that you go with, you know, because I was playing too many different sporting codes in high school. And I got a, I got a scholarship for rugby to Maritzburg College. So that was a crazy thing. So I'm, I'm playing in, in high school on a, on a soccer, on a, on a rugby scholarship, that was the first problem. So, I mean, when he said I had to decide, I think for me, it was, it was always going to be football. I grew up watching my brother, Bryce, you know, who's obviously my hero. I always watched him um, putting on the tracksuits. You know, I used to watch him put on the Adidas tracksuits and the Nike tracksuits and playing in national teams. And that's the stuff I wanted. I didn't care about the money. I didn't care. I just wanted the tracksuits. I wanted to look good. I wanted, that's what, what it was, you know, putting on those kids. So, I mean, for me, it was... I think I, I decided. I decided when I was, like I say, fourteen. I've been I've been playing football from the age of six years old. Six years old, I've been playing football. It was always going to be football. I was I was told that when I was when I was young and I used to play football at half times. I used to run off and go eat ice creams. Half time, I used to run off the pitch. They used to drag me back on the pitch. They used to bribe me and say, "If you score three goals, then we'll buy you ice cream." So I used to score three and then say, "Okay, can I have my ice cream now?" Before the half time competition. <laughs> But uh, coming back, I mean, yeah, at 15, I decided I, it was always going to be football. Um, so I took it serious in high school. And that's when I got seen by Marisburg United. At the time, it was Coach Ernst Bindorf. He saw me in one of the, one of the school tournaments. Um, I think, he, I think I, he saw me when I was 17, so when I was 17 years old, playing for Marisburg College in a school tournament. There was, at the time, the there was a little bit more exposure, I would say, because it was an actual cup and all of that. So the different teams would come watch. Um, so that's when Coach Ernst came. He watched me. And then from then, it kind of just took off because I went, I trained the first team. I signed the first team contract when I was in grade 11. So it was also a nice experience to have a contract while you're still in school. You know, um, so that it was a nice, like I said, it was good to have a, a first team contract while you're still in school. I had to try and balance that. And after matric, I went, I went full-time into the training. So uh, it was through Marisburg College playing football there. Ernst Middenhoff then saw me and then signed for Marisburg United. And that's when it kind of just took off, you know. So, so you, you, you only played two games for Marisburg that I've seen, and I could be incorrect. So no. I, only, 
only I only played no. I think I played more. I, I played more than two formats, but I played more than two games for Mads, but um, but where I played, where I was actually seen at Chiefs was was John Pencil was was he was a, he was a player at the time, and John Pencil was my he was my roommate at the time. So I was a youngster. I'm not sure if I'm aware of John Pencil. Uh, he played for Ghana for many years, captain. No way. He was my roommate, and he and he he he, he liked me, he liked the way I played, and I used to play disky games. So I used to play a lot of disky games at the time, and he used to tell me every disky game I score, he'll give me five hundred rand. So I was scoring almost every disky game I was playing to the extent he said, "Okay, now we need to stop now. No more five hundred now. Take it easy now. Take it <laughs> he used to go check with the coaches." <laughs> He used to go check with the coaches if I'm really scoring. So John Pencil, and when he retired, he became the co- assistant coach at Kaiser Chiefs. And my contract was coming to an end because remember I had signed with Marisburg when I was in when I was in grade eleven. I had signed a three-year deal. So when I just finished, and in my two years of high school and and of high school, it was difficult for me to train and play. So there was I I used to miss a lot of games. I used to miss a lot of training sessions. So I would only I'd only actually. 100% full-time training my first year out of, of high school when I was 19. So and that's when we were, bat- we were battling relegation at the time. We went through four different coaches. My first proper season, I went through four different coaches. I think it was, I went to uh, Clive Barker, uh, went to Clinton Larson. So there was a lot of different coaches, a lot of different changing. So I played majority of my games at Pitesky. And that's when I kind of got a lot more scope in the Disky and with John Pencil. So when he became assistant coach at Chiefs, he then told them, guys, watch, this is who I think we should sign him. He's young. Uh, this is a good opportunity. And it was John Pencil and coach Steve Compelli at the time. And Steve also knew me from Maritzburg. So that's how that move also materialized. So it was, it was, it was nice. I think it worked out. And as I'm talking about it, I can just see, you know, the, the Lord's favor over my life and how things, everything just worked out the way it was supposed to. So you're at Mattersburg, you're playing a few games, you, you are just finishing off school, you then move to Kaiser Chiefs, and within that season you play over 30 games, score a few goals. How was it playing for one of the giants, and I would say the biggest team in South Africa? I don't, I don't care the success Sundowns yeah. are currently having, which is Definitely. unparalleled success, but how was it playing for such a big club? I would I would agree with you. I know Sansana is doing exceptionally well, but I would agree with you. Chiefs are still Chiefs. And I would go as far as saying they're probably in Africa, still one of the best in terms of names. I would still go as far as saying top five. You know, they have they the weight of Kaiser Chiefs it holds it holds uh, a huge name. And uh, for me it was great. I loved every minute of it. Um, I enjoyed my time there. Um you know, I, I played with some, like, like for me, I remember one session, we were in a video session, and I was sitting down in the video session, and I didn't, I didn't even listen to what the coach was saying, because I was looking to the left, I'm seeing there's Bernard Parker, I'm seeing there's Shaba, I'm seeing, I don't even, can't even remember what the coach was saying, because I'm just admiring all these people that I used to see, I used to, I used to come to, to training camps with my brother, Bryce, who used to go to the hotel when he was playing national team, and he was playing with those guys. You know Bernard Parker, Shaba Kune, and now you and now they're your teammates. So for me, I loved it. I I used to, I used to enjoy sitting with them, talking to them, just learning what I can from them. Uh, 
and I think I did well in my time there. You know, it was just a bit unfortunate that we had. I remember I was I was uh, I just come back from national team. I did well with with the national team. I had scored. I came back, and we had changed our coach. You know, unfortunately, Steve had left, and uh, when Steve had left, they brought Solinas, and uh, you know, Solinas. Obviously, every coach has his players that he prefers to play, and from then I was right out. So I just come from Bafana, Bafana, thinking, okay, this is my second season, I'm ready to go now. Things are going to be good, and then bang, you completely out, and the whole reshuffle, and you're sitting back and you say, how is now? I have to start all. I basically have to start from scratch. So and then eventually, and then eventually, when I eventually won him over, started playing. I think we played in Africa. Uh, we played a, a calf game in Africa. Eventually, when he played me for 90 minutes and he said, hey, you know what, I, I, like, I finally liked what he's doing, then he gets fired the next day. So, then, <laughs> so, so after every, after the whole season waiting and waiting, that happened. But um, yeah, like I said, it, it, was, it was a journey for me. Uh, so far. I enjoyed my time at Kaiser Chiefs. I loved it. Um, they're the biggest club in South Africa, without a doubt. Wherever you go, people know. Uh, that you were Chiefs player. And, uh, you know, I think the club itself is just the way it's run is, is, is amazing. What can you take from your experience? Like you said, you basically almost had three coaches during the period at Kaiser Chiefs. You had a coach, mm. Compella, he gets fired. The next one comes in, you start to crack it, you start to do the business, he gets fired. What can you take from your, 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 your season? What experience from that Whole move. Um, I think it would be adapting. That's the main thing. I think it would be adapting to what different coaches wanted. I think it's helped me now since I've moved to Barber um, under your Kim. I've learned because I've actually had so many different coaches. I can see, I can see certain things in in, in your Kim that I've seen already in other coaches that they want and the way they're thinking and how they want to approach a game. So that already helps me with, with Joachim, like I'm saying now, with my experience over here, because every, every coach has their own style of playing. Every coach has their different principles in the way they want to play. But if you can take all the good from all those coaches and apply it to, to what, you, what you're currently doing now, it, it can only help you. But like I say, I think having worked with all those different coaches and seeing their different philosophies and how they do I can see within Coach Joachim, he has a couple of things that actually some of the coaches I've worked with want, you know, with regards to hard work, with regards to your counter-pressing, whatever it is. And that's what's helped me over here, you know, like I keep saying, it's helped me here. So when I look back, um, I always try and learn. I always try and, you know, take the positives from where I can. And uh, I think it's helped me. I think so far in my career, I must count, but I've had over about six, seven coaches. I think I've had about six, seven coaches so far in my career, different coaches. So, and it's been good. Every coach has it. Every coach has the positive that you can take from. Um, but like I say, it's definitely helped me. Just like I say, adapting, coming here. This is the formation you want to play. Understanding this formation. I mean, some coaches play 3-5-2, some coaches play 4-4-2, 4-3-2-1. But if you've played those formations, if you understand what's required in those formations, it helps you uh, with your next coach. And he also can say, I can use this play in two or three different positions, you know? Um, so that's how I would say it, it kind of helped me there. So you, you, you finish off at Kaiser Chiefs. You then move to, as we spoke about earlier, one of the, the most picturesque, beautiful places in the world, which is Cape Town Stellenbosch. 
Um, and you also do well at Stellenbosch. Get a few goals, play very regularly. How was that experience? You, I loved, I love Stellenbosch. I love Cape Town. If I have to, I, I probably would love to one day own a, a beach house somewhere in Camps Bay or in the Wynyards in Stellenbosch. <laughs> but it was, it was a beautiful place to work with. I think Mr. Rob Bernardi, they have a good setup. I think it's it's important. Not many, not many teams in the PSL. Are, are set up 100%. I mean, in terms of facilities, Chiefs' facilities were, were top three in the, in the country, but Stellenbosch is, I would say, top five because they have SAS, they have the Sports Institute where the Springboks train there, the teams from all over the world come and train at the, at the campus we were training at. So we had first-class facilities, you know, and that was that, that kind of helped me because I could just work on my body, get myself stronger, in that time, I didn't have any injuries because of we had good fitness trainers. Um, so I had a, I had a good time on and off the field. Um, I really loved it. I loved Stellenbosch. I loved the way it was. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience for me. You you are out in Sweden at the moment. As I said, you are hitting your most your best form in terms of goal scoring returns. Do you have other ambitions for Bafana? Bafana having played today, one in Ethiopia where they struggled before. They're on. Uh, right. So are there still ambitions? You're young for the national team? 100%. I think any anybody, any South African, if he doesn't want to play for his national team, then again, or, or for, for the first time, then you're not really a true footballer. Everybody wants to play for your national team. And funny enough, I was chatting to my father, I think a couple of days ago, and we were saying, we were looking at the group, we were analyzing the games, we were looking at if we can beat Ethiopia, get a result there. You know, everybody, and the World Cup is, every, every boy's dream is to play in the World Cup. Um, for me, it's definitely to get back in the national team. I definitely want to get back. They're doing so great at the moment, the youngsters that are there. Um, so kudos to them. I'm so happy for them. It's, it's great. I'm somebody that really, if you're, I want my countries do well. I want South Africa to do well. Bavana, Bavana. Whether whether I'm there or not, I want them to be successful because it only helps. It only helps the youngsters, up and coming youngsters. Only helps the country itself. Um, but I definitely want to be there in the Bavana. I want to be going to Qatar. I want to be back in the setup. So uh, that just got to come with more games, more goals, uh, more good performances, and uh, all you can do is put your name in the hat and then see what happens. Well, I think you're going about it the right way. Um making headlines, scoring goals. Um, but where do you think you could fit in? Because if you look at the current manager, Hugo Boss, that has come in, he's almost broken up. Bafana players only come from Johannesburg, which is a good thing. Um, where do you think you can fit into that current team at the moment? It's similar, uh, like the way he plays with the front three is actually very similar to how our coach where you've got to be adaptable because there's a couple of players like that, that are actually number nines but play on the right of the 4-3-3 or what, whichever formation he plays on the front three over there because, like I say, he kind of, all of them kind of got to be switched around. If the one's playing top, he must be able to play on the left or the right. So it's, it's also kind of helping me that I'm playing it over here, that our front three also need to be in and out I think that's kind of how European coaches want to do it, where you can't be fixated on one position. You've got to be able to adapt in the front three, wherever it is, you know. So, like I said, I think in the front three um, would be good. 
So you talk about playing in the front three and uh, we've highlighted, but you've scored a few goals. Uh, which has been your best goal this season? Can you, and can you give us a, a description of it as well? It was, I think it would be the one for against Gothenburg where there was a free kick that came in. It was a knockdown. And I, I think just, just outside the box or inside, it was a half volley and I uh, put it in the top corner. So it was nice. It was a nice half volley. Uh, and it was a, and it was kind of like a derby. It was like basically Marisburg versus Durban. Put it into concept. So it was... Oh, that's how it was. Marisburg was versus like, Durban. Honestly. Marisburg, <laughs> like a Marisburg versus Arrows or Marisburg versus... Anderson. Well, you know, um, if you're going to talk derbies, you've got to talk Woodlands versus Eastwood. There's a derby now. <laughs> There's True. a derby. True story. Uh, honestly. Uh, so, you have opportunities ahead of you you are doing well at this moment now let's just talk about the lifestyle in sweden how are you enjoying this lifestyle is it is it uh, resonating with you is it helping you in your football i think i think we spoke a bit about it before we actually got on here it's just that the lifestyle is just something different you know you look around it's just Everything works this side. Um, the standard of living is high, and and that's nice. You know, you, you get. There's been so many times. I actually need to. I need to change. I need to change my uh, my mindset when I come back to South Africa because I hardly ever lock my doors in Sweden. I hardly ever lock it. The whole day I leave my door open in my complex because of the safety. You know, I leave the house at nine o'clock. I go for a walk. There was one night. There was one day. I think it was about six o'clock. I saw these kids. Must be about there was two of them, or two sisters. There must have been like six, seven, and eight, six, seven, or eight, and they were walking in the street. And I'm looking for their parents, and there's no parents to be seen, and they're just <laughs> walking happily. And and that's 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 just how it is, you know. The, the, that lifestyle, the transportation is so good, and I've just been enjoying it. You know, uh, it's a very peaceful place. And I must say, I've been to other other places in Europe, but Sweden is such a friendly place, and everybody speaks English. They speak English very well which kind of helps me as well. So um, the lifestyle, I've, I've been enjoying the lifestyle. I must really be honest. I've been loving it. I could honestly see myself living here for years to come and even raising a family this time. Well, I hope you don't just live there. I hope you also crack it further in the league yeah. and possibly move on yeah. to a bigger team with respect to Vaughan Boys. Yeah. I really hope you do. But yeah. just very quickly, I want to ask you a variety of questions. And there's only seven of them. So, firstly, why do you love football? I love football for the for the for the feeling it gives me. The feeling when you score a goal, the feeling before a big game, um, the excitement it brings to others. Um, there's a variety of reasons. <laughs> uh, like I said, when I was young, I loved it for the tracksuits, the kits that you used to wear, the boots that you used to wear. But I like I just say I will just come back to the feeling it gives me. You know. Makes me, it makes me feel like a kid whenever I'm on the field again. When the grass is just cut again, and you smell the fresh grass, you can play nine. You can play 120 minutes. So I would say the feeling it gives me, and, and just the excitement it brings others. Best place to live. Stellenbosch, or I would say Cape Town. Cape Town. Favorite food. That's an easy one. A mutton curry. <laughs> Are you talking mutton bunny or just mutton curry? <laughs> Whether it's in a bunny or a roti or whatever it is, doesn't matter. 
Okay, hold on. And for our Peter Mattersburg um, listeners, yeah, favorite place to eat in Peter Mattersburg. Favorite place to eat in Peter Mattersburg. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, probably between between maybe a between maybe a chicken tikka, a chicken tikka at maybe Wellington, or even a uh, maybe a, a curry court, a curry court roti. Um, there's, there's, there's a couple, but maybe a curry court roti. Curry a court. curry court roti, yes. Uh, I always court. get I always get images from guys that are curry court. Look what we're having today, Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite player, and why? Um, so my favorite player, he's no longer playing at the moment, but I saw my favorite player was, was my brother Bryce. I always loved watching him play. I love for his speed and, you know, the way he would play. Uh, but currently my favorite player at the moment is Lewandowski. I think his movement, the way he scores goals, the way he brings other players into play, he's just, he's a monster. He's, he's, he's a joy to watch. I love watching Lewandowski. Uh, he's, a, he's a proper out-and-out striker. Best piece of advice you've ever been given to this point? Best piece of advice I've ever been given um, in football or in life or in, or in general? Let's go in both areas, football and life. Um, in football, I think it's just in football... It, it's just for me, I think there was a person who told me that, you know, your your mother, your father, your granny, everybody can tell you that you're a good player and you've got a creature ahead of you, but all, it all relies and all depends on you. You believe in yourself. I think it starts and ends with you. Um, you got to believe in yourself. you got to have the, the confidence and the mindset to know that you are a good player. You know, like I said, your mother, your granny can keep telling you you're such a good player, but if you don't believe it, then... Um, is there's not much hope for you. So you got to believe in yourself. Uh, I think off the field, uh, a good player, one, a great player once told me that, uh, you know, your legacy is not what you do on the field, it's what you do off the field. Uh, so, so that's something that stuck with me. And finally, set yourself a target or share with us a target you've set for yourself for the future in football. For me, it's, it's to play in the world. For me, it's always been to play play for Bafana and play in the World Cup for Bafana, uh, and also to to play in either to play in Champions League or play in Europa. Those are, are my two goals that I'd love to and I've set. You know, just to play in Europa or Champions League and uh, go to the World Cup with Bafana. Ryan Moon, um, the gentleman from my neighbourhood. Uh, I think I actually know the road your parents live in <laughs> uh, as well, which is, um, it, it's just so strange for me to interview someone from Woodlands yeah. as well. But is there any message you'd like to pass on to any of our Woodlands listeners? Because we have a lot of listeners, uh, the Tommy family, who you know yeah. well through their son, uh, Riley. Yeah. Um, some of your potential teachers when you weren't at Marisburg College. Uh, do you have any messages to pass on to them? No, I just hope they're all well and uh, miss everybody back home. And uh, 
I hope they stay safe as well. Now that you, I see they've gone to level one, doesn't mean that they must over party now. Because we, <laughs> I think we know that Peter Maritz, but like to hold it flat. They hold it flat a bit too much. So, yeah, but it's just everything in moderation. <laughs> Ryan, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Uh, wonderful to see that you're doing oh, so well. Continue the purple patch. We hope that you get the call up you deserve. And we are just grateful that you've made time for us today. Thanks a lot.